Hello, everyone. This is your host, Mohanad Al-Sheikhi. And this is your host, Hannah Wright. And this is You Could Do That on Television, the podcast where we talk about all the insane reality TV shows from the 2000s that you could definitely never make today. And today we are joined by a very special guest. We have Sarah Galley, host of the podcast Andy's Girls. And she's here to talk about Laguna Beach with us. And we are so excited to have you. Hello, Sarah. (laughs) It's a total thrill. It's a pleasure and a thrill to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) So, yes. So today we're going to talk about the iconic MTV reality show Laguna Beach. And I honestly can't believe it's taken us this long to get to it because it's one of my personal favorite shows of all time (laughs) it's i loved it because we just last week we watched uh nyc prep i don't know sarah if you've seen that of course i have i'm yeah wow so i was i kept putting it in the context of like this is like the east coast response to laguna beach basically trying to be like the gossip girl to the oc of you know reality yeah. tv world that's generous and unfortunately yeah, yeah yeah it was it didn't go as well obviously <laughs> yeah nyc prep has nothing on laguna beach mm-hmm. those kids yeah they could not they are not reality tv stars i'm sorry to them i hope their lives are better now but they fucked up well it was interesting because with nyc prep like Andy has said, like, we couldn't really do that much because they wouldn't let us film at the schools. They wouldn't, like, the parents didn't really want us to show anything too bad. But when I was reading about Laguna Beach, I had no idea about this. They were originally, like, in their original contracts, it was supposed to be mostly at the school, Laguna Beach High School. And then right after the Janet Jackson Super Bowl halftime show happened, which was produced by MTV... All the parents of the school were like, we don't want MTV and their like satanic (laughs) sexual ways (laughs) anywhere near our school. So they canceled the contract and like the PTA moms got together and the show almost didn't happen. But then, thankfully, they were just like, let's just show them going. And they said, said, I swear to God, if Justin Timberlake shows up anywhere around our kids, we're going to fuck that man up. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh please oh. no one was blaming justin timberlake at that time oh no no absolutely absolutely not absolutely not but yeah uh, yeah but for the people who haven't seen it it's a show from 2004 and it it, it was it was like how many seasons three seasons ended three. like 2006 three. yeah three two, seasons two yeah. very good seasons and one very bad season where they which one was the bad the season after like yeah the third one after all the main people graduated they were like how about these people and everyone was like no thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love it when they don't know how to end one Uh, also like i read that there was a like a criticism of the show that it was scripted and it's like oh no it it was (laughs) i mean who would have thought yeah, there's a difference between scripted and produced. I think it became more and more produced, and then The Hills was probably as close to scripted as something could be. I think there was mm-hmm. like an evolution in the trilogy of Laguna Beach, the city. Oh, wait, Laguna Beach, 
the city, the hills, or Laguna Beach? No, Laguna Beach, the hills, the city. The hills, the city, That it became yeah. more and more manufactured as the seasons went on. Totally. And I also think it was so early in the reality TV world that people were shocked that anything wasn't just a documentary where people showed up with cameras and they're like, go. Like, <laughs> people were realizing, oh, reality TV still takes, yeah, producing. And so then they're like, well, it's fake. And now it's, like, stupid. But... Yes, then the hills got like to the point where it was like basically a script. <laughs> no, I I I love the editing and everything because like I I what because you forget how shows used to be edited in the past. I was like, this is made by CapCut. Like this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> made by what? Like I, uh, that uh, phone app CapCut where you just like uh, just edit your videos yourself, like for oh. TikTok and stuff. This is what it felt like. Like, the cuts and everything felt very, like, uh, me doing it, thinking I'm, like, doing something. Really? What were, Sarah, what were your overall, like, memories and top thoughts on revisiting Laguna Beach? Well, I felt I was pretty distracted throughout because I couldn't remember how I genuinely felt about Elsie versus Kristen. And I think for Mm -hmm. most people Mm. watching, there was, like, I empathize with this person more than that. And the issue with yeah. rewatching it is I think Kristen is just like so magnetic. She is yeah. the spark plug of the show. So even if I feel kind of bad for Elsie and it's, you know, she's yearning who hasn't been in that position before. Kristen is just such fucking good TV that I just want to see more of her. Exactly. I, yes. The Kristen versus Elsie of it all was like, season one's like entire purpose of being and i actually think when i was watching it in high school i was hardcore team Kristen, which was obviously like she was meant to be the villain i feel like most people were like oh like girl next door lc like she's clearly the one we empathize with but i always thought Kristen was just so funny and had such a big personality and i could tell she was like playing it up and like fucking with them a little bit too and maybe it's because i just like wanted to be her i was just like didn't empathize with her really at all because i she's just like the cool funny popular girl but elsie i just thought was like kind of always a little bit boring she was boring yeah like even like yeah like even when you see where are they now i'm like well kristen's still doing stuff elsie i don't know no, well, Lauren's doing a lot. Lauren's like a bajillionaire, yeah. and not just because <laughs> oh, of yeah. her parents. I mean, she has clothing lines and coal. She's she really probably okay. monetized the show better than anyone else. But she was also set yes. up to succeed after the show because yeah. we anointed yeah. her. The fact that they like made her the star to go on to have the hills, which like yeah. lasted forever and was like arguably way more successful than Laguna Beach. Um, but like, would they have given that to Kristen if Kristen wanted it at the time? Is the question. Well, they hmm. tried to. At, oh, really? For the tail end, right? Wasn't Kristen brought on when Elsie was like, "Bye bye," and then I don't think it, yeah, worked later out on. right because I think at that point also it was like the sun had set on a lot of this. But yes, yes, maybe they just knew that she needed to be the center of it because they could like bring in all the crazy characters around her, like Heidi, Spencer, blah blah blah. And it, like you need the like normal girl centering it versus well, like the also, villain. Yeah, I think she came into her own more on the hills. I think on Laguna Beach, Elsie was sort of depending and relying on the fact that everybody looked at her as kind of this like all American 
not goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. That's more like Morgan and Christina, but like she was kind yeah. of seen as this sort of vanilla and who doesn't want a young woman to be vanilla. You don't want her to be spicy. You want her to be, yeah. you know, lovably bland. And so she fulfilled that <laughs> plus plus. Very true. Very true. She, yeah. There were so many like examples of that in the first couple episodes where like all the like high school kids were talking about like we're gonna fill a hot tub with bubble bath and like see what happens <laughs> and she's like no guys that's mean someone will have to clean that up and they're like oh my god lauren you're just an angel for even thinking about that <laughs> i know that was so funny also like even like when they were talking about pranks and stuff like that there's just like <laughs> shit like this and it's just so hilarious to me but also i love their when they did the at the beginning of the show they did their intros it felt very mtv next as well yeah low budget. Uh, it was low budget when it was like her yeah. voiceover narration being like and that's talon he's hooked up with everybody <laughs> i love what they said he hooked up with all girls in school twice twice yeah the copywriting who's, who's keeping the count like who's going around school being like okay was it once or twice are you normal honestly nah, probably low low is like walking directly behind him with a journal and a checklist <laughs> i loved low and i, I don't Lowe. really know why but i've always loved her because she was always like she was kind of a dick at points, but she was adorable in being one. So she got away with literally everything. And she seems like, mm-hmm. hate to say it, I know people hate the phrase, but God bless. She was a girl's girl. Like, I do think Lo was a girl's girl. But she was a girl's a girl, but she never really, like, had her own drama. She was always kind of, like, the sidekick. So she was I feel the like... friend of. She was the yeah. ultimate friend of on Laguna Beach. Yeah, yeah cause no cause no controversy mm-hmm. um but yeah so it's we open up the first the pilot episode of laguna beach and elsie is immediately like brought on as our main character narrator voiceover introducing us to everyone so we have christina the reverend's daughter morgan her goal is to save herself for the right guy <laughs> trey or morgan nothing Nothing going on for Trey. Uh, he has a good party house. <laughs> so he's introduced. One second. Hold on. Nothing going on for Trey. Okay, well, that's a personal insult to me. Because while re-watching the show, I was like, oh my god, I was Trey. Like, I, how do we not love Trey? Trey's I mean, 45 years old and is a senior yes. in high school <laughs> doing good for America. He's progressive. He's politically active. He like, I literally am Trey. So I am wildly insulted by Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Wait, Trey is Trey. the most impressive kid of all of them, and he's so he got like no adult. camera he's, time throughout he's the show. Literally a Drew Barrymore <laughs> comedy, except there's nothing funny about him because he's so goddamn earnest. Wait, is is Trey the one who has the nonprofit? Yes. Yeah, he's uh, like American. Come, come to my show, like I'll do youth. good stuff for your career if you like strum a few tunes for the young American. Oh my god, Act, I love him. Act- Active, active young Americans. Yeah. Yes. He was, he was like, yeah, his yeah, ass come off. sing. I want to expose you. And I'm like, I love the. Ex- yeah. It was so funny because he was like, yeah, this is an organization for like youth to like be empowered. And then someone was like, no, let me tell you what it is. This is like the civil rights movement. This is like women's liberation. And it's like, <laughs> what? How? <laughs> 
it's just like rich high school kids <laughs> in California putting on a fashion show every now and then. And but yeah, but, he yeah. was doing it. He was got he got off his ass and worked, and he was also the hottest one, I think, potentially. And he probably has a real job now. I, I think would he's imagine. probably like super successful. I remember us did like some sort of like where are they now which is usually mm-hmm. followed by like a where are they now plus one month later. And I think he is like doing great, great stuff. I think, I think a lot of them are, a lot of the guys are. Like, yeah, he was no, like a fashion it, yeah. designer, I think, right? Oh, like ultimately yeah. he wanted oh, to be a yeah? fashion designer, I think. Oh yeah. Maybe when he was like 17, but I don't know that he's doing that now. <laughs> oh, I, no. I hope not. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies to Trey, but. Aww. Yeah, it was so funny just just realizing how freaking young these kids were at this time. Like they had a they looked like adults to me. They still kind of look like adults to me. They had yes. adult level drama. In high school, I was going home from school watching Gilmore Girls on DVD, like doing oh none of this. And watching it now as a 33-year-old, I found myself being like why are these people not communicating healthily with each other about their feelings? <laughs> like, this is all a miscommunication and a misunderstanding. And I'm like, oh, they're 16. Yeah, they're, they're that playing is why. house. They're trying to they're figure children. out what it is to adults. And they're, I think they're doing sort of a reasonably good job of it, honestly. I yeah, suppose. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, th- I think they were doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved when they had their uh, their party, the black and white one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Kristen came and she was the only one wearing white and they just Nothing. hated that. That she, she was like, I am different. I'm like, she was like, I am different. And I'm like, you know what? You are. God bless her. And then she walked in and immediately was like, I can go now. I hate everyone here. And I'm going to audibly, vocally tell all of mm-hmm. you dozens of times that I want to leave. I mean, I'm extremely into that energy. I respect that. Yeah, I'm like she knows what she wants. She doesn't want to like uh, have bad times. She doesn't want to be inconvenienced. I'm like I need to be that. Like I wish I would arrive to places not following the like the general theme. Like all the women were wearing black, and then be like, "Ew, I hate all of you," and just leave. Yeah, yeah. Kristen does not want to be in a situation for more than a minute that she's not enjoying herself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Also, there is something kind of wonderful about seeing the woman, like, wrap the guy around her, like, pinky. I mean, she Uh really had everything she ever wanted in the control and, like, power dynamics with Steven, which I was also extremely into. I was like, yeah, Yeah. drag him. Like, make him feel bad. Like, this is a reset for every, you know, high schooler, young woman everywhere watching the show thinking, like, oh, my God, the woman's in a position of power. Like there's something mm-hmm. you know toxically wonderful about that. It's a F- feminist icon, Kristen Cavallari. Yes, but, feminist icon. 100%. But also like to her, like to be fair to her, like this is her boyfriend dragging her to a party hosted by a girl he's like also kind of hooked up with, maybe, and maybe has like yeah. like they've like broken up and cheated, or it's all very unclear. But like I wouldn't want to go to her party either. And they stop making me hang out with her. <laughs> they weren't even boyfriend girlfriend at this point. I mean, they were, but they weren't. I don't think in name that was the whole conundrum of like, who does Stephen want to commit to? Because right, you know, right. Lauren seems like the girl that he should be with, but he wants to actually be with Kristen. I mean, that kind of it's like you know, why is he even in a position to make a choice? This is the right. never ending calculation. It was very Madonna whore complex, but also 
I thought they were boyfriend girlfriend, but I know that they've done like a podcast now about it where they're like, oh yeah, here we were together, here we weren't. MTV was kind of trying to make it look like it was all like ambiguous the whole time. Oh, but, like, okay, that makes sense. That makes you sense. know. I think like they truly like did break up at some point and then had to film scenes as if they were still together. And I, I feel like one of those scenes was probably that weird fucking dinner party <laughs> with Jessica and Dieter that was just like hilarious to watch them attempt to cook and buy food obviously at the grocery store that's an iconic scene yeah um, ordering <laughs> half a pound half a pound <laughs> and then they get one chicken breast for four people <laughs> like we can just slice it we can chop it up and they put feta sauce i don't do cream-based sauces because i am a human but i yeah to put feta i don't know if that's a i don't think that's a thing like to put feta, feta in, in an alfredo because they just think it's a white alfredo. cheese that sounds disturbing right. This is the equivalent. Great. This is the equivalent of when they ask politicians how much they think milk costs, and they're just like, yes. I don't know, twenty thousand dollars. I don't know. Yeah. 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 How, how much chicken serves four people? <laughs> I don't know. My parents buy the food. Yeah, oh that's God. so true. And also, like we see, what who, which one of them was trying to apply for college and got a rejection letter? Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Because she said, I need to get out of this bubble, so I'm going to apply to BYU. BYU. I love, I love, I'm trying my best to get out of this bubble. And for that, I will apply to exactly one college and have one option. But you know what Brigham Young is, right? It is like the it's like the the nation's biggest bubble. It is. Yeah. I mean, shout out to anyone who watches the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City who are well informed. That is so topic. funny. It's where it's yeah. where every good practiced Mormon yearns to go for school. Yeah. So when she's wow. opening that letter and she's like, "I don't know." I mean, that's truly talk about a person trying to figure out their new identity. I don't think she has. There was no option B because I don't think an option B was presented to her. Was she? Oh do you think her family was Mormon, or do you think she was like I no, feel like I, oh, passionate no, about becoming 100%, Mormon? No, I think her family was probably very strict. I mean, everything she talks about when she's like, "I need to get out of this bubble," and the way these kids use their parents' money, I'm like, I'm sure she feels that, but I also think it was absolutely taught to her. And yeah, you know, there are elements of that that a person can't really argue with that seem, you know, yeah, relatively emotionally that- mature, but it's wrapped up in this other thing. And that's why she well, was like, even if I don't get in, I'm, I'm still going to go there. I'm going to go to BYU yes, and just like hang be out. around those oh, people. sweetie. No, honey, no. You, you know, what's, you know, know what's funny? So based on the latest update from November 2023, she lives in Laguna Beach. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Morgan, we wanted more for you. She never got out. Oh, no. Oh, she God. embraced the bubble. She is the bubble now. Well, also, not to like totally sidebar, but when Elsie was giving a tour of her architect dad's new construction on their new house, and she's talking about the number of closets she has, I'm thinking, you're 18 years old. Why is this man building you a child's boutique when you're leaving for school? Like, you would think the goal, but I guess when you have that huge mega mansion, you can build your adult adult child their own wing but there was an element of that where i'm like wait shouldn't we be detaching at this point why are we still hanging on to that kind of no the bubble was getting stronger there was no way out yeah 
Exactly. Delicious. Once you have that big closet, that's it. It's that's it. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, like yeah, college right. either. <laughs> Amen. That house oh, was oh. gorgeous. Oh what? my yeah. god. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was big, and the view well, the view. Insane. I guess. Yeah. yeah no, who knows was, about the house? But yeah, they all had. All of their parents had like bajillions of dollars, which is also the disconnect. God forbid you go to school in Laguna Beach and your parents aren't bajillionaires. I mean, that's got to be tough. Genuinely, yeah. like, How do you fit into this dynamic? And I felt like oh, Kristen, like we don't really see it in these episodes, but I feel like Kristen, and that's another reason I liked her. She was kind of more middle class. Like, no, her dad had no? so much fucking money. Yeah, her dad was Damn. like who hugely, hugely wealthy. And then I think something happened with him and money stuff and maybe legal stuff at some point uh, after this. And now they've, I, this, it's sad that I know this, but like, or maybe not. Maybe I'm just educated that no, she, you're and the father, <laughs> she and her father no longer speak. So. Oh my God. Oh no, yeah, but she, she was so close to her dad. No, she said he was a toxic presence. And that's him at the oh, door. No. He's wondering where his daughter is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. She's, uh, she's in her uh, Miley Cyrus era. Johnny yeah. Too. Does not speak to her father anymore. Does she not? Does she not talk to Billy Ray? Yes. Yeah, she doesn't. I researched this after the Grammys, after she, like, did not thank him in her speech. I was like, wait, why not? Yeah, and she threw shade. She was like, I I don't think I forgot anyone when she did the speech. Mm -hmm. Do we know why that is? I fully support Miley in every endeavor (laughs) that she'll ever do in her life. You will support her more when you know. It's because of her dad. (laughs) I, I think it's because her dad, when he remarried... He remarried, like, a yeah. fucking, like, child bride who was, like, an extra on Hannah Montana that he met on set as, like, a child. No way. And, like, Is maybe, that a yeah. real thing? maybe groomed her, groomed her potentially. And I'm yeah. sure there's more to it. Like, maybe he, like, had an affair or something. And yeah. she's I mean, taking she, the mom's side, obviously. Because he's 61, and the one that... Uh, the one she he married is like thirty one. So like I don't know how old she was when the show was going on. Yeah, oh, like that's God. Miley's age. So she was like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, nice. exactly, exactly. So yeah, she's not, she's not, she's not speaking to him anymore, which is oh, wow. sad, but whatever. It's very sad. It's very sad, yeah. and it's also very funny to remember that he is the one that wrote all of Hannah Montana's songs. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like oh, that I had grown no idea. man. Was like, wow. you get the best of both worlds. Like he was like in the stew, turning <laughs> wow. out those hits. So that's crazy to me. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was happening. Uh, Hannah Montana person. I don't. I think that it, that missed me. So I don't know about a lot of the Hannah Montana. But I know my. I mean, like the climb. I know right. Miley more as an adult than I do as a kid. I was a yeah. big. I was watching Hannah Montana at the same time I was watching Laguna Beach. I <laughs> contained <No>. multitudes. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! That's a complicated. <laughs> honestly, honestly, same. I'm unfortunately. I do. I do. Are you I, no, 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 like, I wa- same. no. I was. I wasn't watching Laguna Beach, but I, I, I'll, I'll say that I know Hannah Montana more than I know Miley Cyrus. Oh my god! Wow! Wow! wow. Yeah. Disney, was, Disney was fun at that time. Like the That's So Raven, the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah, I love that shit. Exa- any anyone who was in a Disney show as a kid, I'm like, stop reintroducing them to me as something else. 
you will never be something else. I to know me. who you really are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't care who I don't care who this Miley Cyrus is. I don't care about any of her like you know uh, multiple reintroductions to us. I'm like, this is Hannah Montana. Stop. Oh, my. Same with everyone else. If you're a child actor, you were, I knew you that way. Like, that's so Raven. I'm like, I don't know what Raven is up to now, and I do not want to know. You know what I like about Miley? She does give me Kristen Cavallari energy. She carries the light. Yeah. She does. Yeah. They're very similar. It's that alpha, alpha yep. female confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Raven, did you know, has now come out and said she believes she has psychic powers, like real life Raven. Raven Simone, is it Simone mm-hmm. or Raven Simone? Uh, I mean, first Raven of all, Simone. she did not. She did not need to say that because that's what I believe she has. <laughs> You're like, of course. Yeah, no. of course she has psychic powers. <laughs> My God, it's in the show. That's so Raven, the documentary. We've all seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. <laughs> you know, art imitates life, and vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, good. Good for Miley uh, for not speaking to her dad. Uh, what a big fucking weirdo! Absolutely. Yeah, if, if you're listening right now, I think you're a big fucking weirdo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Might be this, but Billy Ray might be the target audience for this podcast. Yeah. Like young, you know, vibrant, thinking of yesteryear, early. He's millennium. our target audience. Just him. That's mm-hmm. just our target. Yeah, uh, Billy Ray. Letter. If you. Billy yeah, Ray, if you've been subscribed to the Patreon, we will refund you. Okay? <laughs> we don't need hey, your money. <laughs> All right, but back to Laguna Beach. Love it. Uh, so what like what did you guys think of the good girl brunette girl characters? Because I feel like they were always a little bit Christina? like what are, they, what are they doing here? Christina and Morgan. Like they were main characters allegedly. And then they just didn't really contribute anything other than like, we want to go to college and she wants to sing and she like goes to church. Well, I think Christina was a bad girl wrapped up in Christ. Like she wanted mm. to, she wanted to gossip. She had some, there was some other stuff happening there, but I will, uh, the only thing I think about when I think of Christina is her, the, just the, was it the finale episode? when she auditions quote unquote for wicked and can't sing. And I went to oh, school yeah. for musical theater performance and there was something so triggering about seeing this young woman being given this opportunity to go to like a cattle call or whatever, see someone from casting, like God bless this person who's doing community service and listening to her horrible 16 bars. But <laughs> yeah. it was just so infuriating to me. Cause I'm like, this is just, this isn't real. We're not, I'm, I'm an LOL that I'm saying that about Laguna beach, but it just was so it was so upsetting that she... Did she just, like, like completely choke? I don't remember her, like, actual she just, audition. She can't sing. And she's not... She can't... She can't carry a tune. She can She can carry God. But she can't... She can't sing. She can't sing like that. Like, it's just... She walked into the room and I was like... So she just oh had, like, Delulu from no, being, like, a church up. singer... No, was like, I'm well, now- sure she can sing in the in terms of like what she needs to get to the next stage of her life. But I'm not going to <laughs> see her. On, I mean, we didn't. I mean, we maybe it's not even like you could auto tune her. It's just she's a lovely young woman who's like ripped out of seventh heaven and just yes. you know doing her thing and and is a little shitty, which is the best thing about her. Honestly, like we want to see more of that. 
Um, and mm-hmm. you know, she was she was God's gift, God's gift to musical theater. Bless her. She she did belong in Seventh Heaven more so than Laguna Beach. But there was something nice about that, honestly, because Laguna Beach is probably looking at the cast and they're like, we need somebody to just kind of level out some of this. So we need the virgin mm-hmm. and the girl who's like all up in, you know, all this stuff. And and I think that was, I actually liked that they were in the cast. I was like, oh, two of these people are extremely different from many of the other people in the cast. This is good. I want more of brunettes. I brunette. very much see the casting decision i can see them being like well we got to have this and we got to have this but i think in in practice it didn't deliver that much and they could have no been it did on not the chopping yeah block. and it's funny when you look up uh what uh, where are they now it's oh, all, yeah. literally they have identical lives it's like two kids husband she has an amazon store uh <laughs> she's a she's a nutritionist she's a Chris- wellness christina let me check with Christina, but a lot literally they, 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 no, they, they just like the Amazon store thing is just so funny to me, and it just came up so many times. I'm like, that is not a real thing, no? Does that make you money to have an Amazon yeah, storefront? So, right? If you're like an influencer, I don't know. I don't know how any of that Okay, works, Christina, like... she's married with children and working mm-hmm. as a certified nutritionist. And Love that. um, yeah, no Amazon store. She's not there yet. But she will mm. one day if she tries. I mean, I do also want to acknowledge that we are all bitchy, especially at 17. So the fact that she was a little extra, I mean, there are words I could use, but, you know, I don't know what kind of podcast this is. But, like, she was, like, a little extra, you know, zesty, which I I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think it's it's more interesting. Christina? Yeah. Like, you don't think she was, like, a little bitchy? You don't think she was, like, a little... Maybe bitchy is not the right word. She was just like, she had a, she had a little more, you know, it was, it was more, it was deeper than just like, I am a symbol of whatever someone else is defining purity to be. Like she had a little personality. You don't think that? It it didn't read for me. I could also okay. kind of tell that maybe there's more going on that she didn't want to show on camera. Yeah, Like a little bit like she probably parties. If she hangs out with those girls, she parties, but like didn't want to be upfront about any of that because she's the reverend's yeah. daughter and that's her character. So I don't know that she parties. I just thought that she was like, likes to gossip and talk shit, which I was into. I want to yeah. see her enjoy doing that. I think that's a good thing. Yes. Oh, she, she, she parties with God. That's who she parties <laughs> with. And that what a reason. Oh, yeah. Also, I mean, what was going I, on in that hotel party? Like, who, like, high schoolers renting a hotel room to just, like, dance? <laughs> what was going on like, with that manager who was like, you know, noise yeah. might be, that's a concern for us, but, like, wink, wink, you guys are kind of cute. So it was not giving me yeah. what It was, was so fucking weird. It yeah. It was very weird. It was very yeah. weird. Yeah. And I, that I'm looking at it now, where is he now? He is in prison. Oh my god. The manager. No. <laughs> yeah, Laguna Beach was a little bit more besides the hotel party of it all. Like when we we're watching NYC prep and they were like, We're having a party at a sushi restaurant. I was like, Okay, that's not my high school experience, but like, God bless. 
like Laguna Beach, like they did have like come and hang out in my parents' backyard kind of like parties, which was what more of like what I was going to. Oh, totally. You go to the house with the absentee parents and Mm -hmm. you drink vodka and then you die and then you go home and you do it all again the next day. I mean, yeah, that's that that is it did feel similar to a high school experience, certainly that which was an imagination that was a dream that someone Mm -hmm you know, made up. That was not real in any way. In any, in any way. Yes, no, NYC yes. Prep was so funny because every episode they're like, oh, we're at a restaurant now ordering stuff that costs $500 a dish. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you doing? Who are these people? What are these restaurants? Just go to McDonald's like a normal teen. I don't know. It was so weird. Like, yeah. Sorry to them. Maybe they oh, were another? ahead of the curve, though, because look at Instagram life now. That is sort of what the the youth experience is, is like wearing perfectly contoured makeup and showing off whatever bajillion dollar item you have and presenting a, a sepia tone, well, actually not sepia tone, some sort of Valencia style, you know, dream world. Oh, my God. Yeah. Over Christmas, did you guys dive into like gift unwrapping not unwrapping but like unboxing teen christmas gift tiktok i'm not oh my on god, tiktok no. I'm not oh on my TikTok. god I it was i refuse <laughs> this whole like trend where rich teenagers would come on and they would always without fail give a disclaimer at top and say i just want to say first of all like obviously i'm so so grateful so so thankful um if this, wow. if you don't want to see this kind of content, like please keep scrolling. Um, I'm so grateful, my mom and dad. Blah, blah blah. Anyway, so here's what I got, and then they would go for like 20 minutes showing, like I got like this crazy skincare, drunk elephant, this like Chanel earrings, like six pairs of Lululemon leggings, and I was just like, oh my god, like this is just so much stuff. You know what? Life became hell when uh, those wealthy teens and people learned uh, how to use progressive language before they get into whatever they want to brag about. I just miss the days when they were just so unaware and I'm like, I just enjoyed them as people. I'm like, you're not hurting my feelings by being wealthy. I just want you to be a character. But now they're like, now they're like literally just like before they start a video, they're just like, I know, you know, about income inequality. I also want to do a land acknowledgement. I'm just like, just show me the things. Just be rich and normal. Oh my god. Rich and normal. LOL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, like normal for a rich, I guess. I just want you to be out of like like just I feel like what party. I just show me exactly what I enjoyed about like those like type of wealthy people. I'm like, you are out of touch and we like that. We want you to be out of touch. You mm-hmm. know? Stop trying to like relate to us or whatever. I'm just like be out of touch and that's fine. And we enjoy you as a character. Like you're not like completely a real person to me. You're like on my phone. Yeah. Stop trying to integrate yourself into my life. Oh, I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like the 2024 version of like reality TV shows, honestly. Wow. Just watching oh, rich absolutely. teens on TikTok. That sounds it it's... gives a little 16. What was it? My super sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Like the new version oh my it. god. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. There was okay, there was this I cannot remember the name of that kid, but there was this kid like in maybe like 2020 or something during the elections. And he was basically 
talking to people trying to like young people trying to get him to vote for Biden. Uh oh. And he was like talking about like you know like he's like young and like progressive and like talking to the like working class and stuff like that. But then it came out that oh, the no. background that he was using he was literally like a, a green screen because he lived in this like mansion. <laughs> and this is what he imagined regular people lived like. Oh my god! And I even love the that. and it's so funny because even the green screen he used still looked. I'm like, I would live there. Oh my god! It was that just like a green a dream. screen of like the, a background of like a house that he thought yeah, looked more like a like a different class. like a room and stuff like that. Oh my and like, god! I'm like, I'm like I'm like I see stairs. This is still you, you have another floor. <laughs> that's still I, that's my dream. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's like that's like when Mila uh, Kunis and Ashton oh. Kutcher had to do that apology video, and they were like sitting in front of their shed to have like a brick wall background or whatever. I <laughs> love like, that's yeah. your pool house. <laughs> Looking humble. It's so yeah. it is mm-hmm. so funny, yeah. Because like every time, like also like you see, like you notice it, like when you during the pandemic, especially during the lockdown, when you see like a celebrity on Zoom or something, they try to pick, the, pick this background that make them look normal. But mm-hmm. they look like they're like being imprisoned. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, why yeah. don't you have like you don't even have stuff on the wall? It's just a white wall, and you look like shit. I'm like, just show me the house. Who cares? <laughs> also, what is up with people that blur their background? I'm like, what's I what are you get hiding? That. Just what show, are you if hiding? It looks like a piece of shit. Just show if it looks messy. That makes you more human yeah. to me. I don't. I don't understand yeah. the blurring. I really don't get it. I know. No, the bloody looks they have, so like, weird. Art that they couldn't license in the background <laughs> <laughs> for a Zoom call. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't be too careful for this Instagram story. Sure. <laughs> like oh I feel like God. blurring your background is something you have to like commit to from the beginning. Like if I yeah. were to like start a job and then like halfway through be like, I'm gonna start blurring my background because I'm not proud of it. Like people would be like, what the fuck. I just don't go on video. I mean, at the peak of, of right. uh, I was taking like work calls and everybody else was on screen. I was like, no, I'm laying in the fetal position in my bed in a chemise. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing an ounce of me. Like you're getting yeah. my voice, but I'm not even going to pretend that this is professional. Like I'm, I'm yeah. doing my job, but I'm not going to give you more than that. Yeah. I would never blur a screen. I would just go screenless. No, it is. It is weird. No, I remember these uh, lockdown calls and every... I love it when everyone is on, like, not don't have a video on. It's all audio, and there's just this one person who is on camera, and it's just like, why are you doing this to us? Like, no, just walking around, just being like, no, I'm fine. I don't mind. I'm like, we mind. Yeah, we don't want to see this because now I feel the pressure to show you my fucking face. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That would yeah. be me sometimes on work calls during lockdown because I wanted other people to do it at a certain point. Because we were in a like a pattern of just no one ever going on camera. And oh, I was like, I God. actually feel insane, and I would like to see a human face today. Oh, my God. Like, Those all-hands meeting, all-hands mm-hmm. meetings during full frontal. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, this just is like... TV stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because we would have all hands every now and then. It was just like the whole staff. And yeah, like we, like, I, yeah, for those, I also had my camera on just because I'm like, I want to see, I just wanted to see how my coworkers are living so I don't feel bad. 
<laughs> yeah. No, but you can still do that with having your camera off. I could see everyone. I was the only person who was camera off. I could see everybody else. They just couldn't yeah, see me. Yeah, but no one on our staff would turn theirs on unless other people started turning them on. Oh. So it was like a ripple effect. So I was just like, I'll start it. Here so I am. Here's me. Is that me. how you guys know each other or through the comedy world or? Yes, we met at, at work. Yeah, at Full Frontal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right just before, per- right before COVID, pretty much. Oh my. Wow. Yeah, five months five months before the pandemic. And it's five so minutes. funny because uh yeah, it's so <laughs> funny because like the first time we like we decided like to, you know, be like advance our friendship, like let's meet in person at a coffee shop. <laughs> advance our friendship. What the fuck? <laughs> Adva- yeah, exactly. Like you take it to advance our friendship. <laughs> We you, are now advancing think... our friendship to socializing in person. <laughs> so exactly. And I swear to God, we were like, we were like, Friday, we will come Friday to this cafe to work together. And then that one, the lockdown happened. And we didn't oh. meet in person for like a year and a half. So that's mm-hmm. very cool. Oh, tough. Yeah. tough. Right. Because when tough. it started, we were like, you know what? This could be fine. Let's work from coffee shops together. And then like days later, it was like, no one no will ever go to a coffee shops. shop again. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> no longer a yeah. thing. Yeah. My God. My God. Okay, so did you both watch the show? Like, I obviously I've only watched the first two episodes of the show. I have oh, no idea oh. what's going on at the rest. Was what happens at the end of season one? What do we see? <laughs> like, is there like, is there like, is there anything that happens? Like, okay, are there any big moments from the sh- from season one that come to you when you think about the show? You're like, oh, this is was an iconic moment. I mean, I do think of when they graduate. Honestly, this maybe is my TikTok um, unboxing because I do remember when they graduate and their parents all gave them gifts. And that was really meaningful to me to see how much money oh, their yeah. parents spent because it was a lot of money. It was a, a lot, lot of cars. Right? Except fucking Christina. Didn't she get a Bible? Did I make that up? Oh, yeah. No, I think Poor you're right. I Christina. think she got a Bible. Pray for Christina. Everybody else gets pearls, a diamond, a car a trip to Europe and she got a Bible, like a brand new, brand new Bible. Oh man. That's tough. In Laguna beach, she got a Bible and I know she loved it. And they, you know, they blessed each other and it was wonderful, but like, <laughs> damn, that's tough. What'd you get? I hope she got something got else. Bible. Like, damn. Off camera, off camera. I hope no, she got something else. <laughs> I think off camera, they did like a prayer. Like, I think that was, I think on camera was off camera for her fam. Well, I mean, but nobody's really, I don't even remember graduation gifts being a thing like in my life. And like, sorry, mom, if you're listening and you're like, I remember I got you something very nice, (laughs) but I don't know that that was like a thing that my like peer group like experienced. I remember there was a girl that got a boob job from her dad and grandpa. And then another one got a Mercedes because she was going to URI instead of out of state. So they gave her a convertible. Well, yeah, you have to get there. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> she like drove up to the front entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I drove up. Wow, boob job is so classic. I remember like, girls. They did wait girls... until she was 18. They did wait until she was 18. Of so there's something, there's something classy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember girls getting like nose jobs in high school or like in between high school, college where they're like, I'll start over with a new didn't nose. Really have that. That wasn't really a thing. I yeah. I mean, I got a completely new face. Did you? Mom no. 
new school, new body, done and yeah. done. Face transplant. I did the I did the Heidi Montag like oh. twenty five surgeries in one day. Oh my god! And she'll oh. never. It was the worst decision she ever made, and she will never look normal again. And it's like nope. it's tough to see her now. But she's so no. She, I think she's so beautiful. It's just like they did that so they could get the cover of the tabloid. But you're still gonna get it. Just lie about doing something. She literally got like. 15 procedures and then didn't her plastic surgery plastic surgeon like drive off a cliff and die shortly thereafter jesus christ i mean yeah that's coming back to me it was it was i think she did it moment for her because she was like deeply 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 insecure i think it was tabloid and a combination of like never so upsetting beautiful which is so sad because she was so this is mohanad the spinoff of laguna beach the hills i'm sure you are familiar with heidi montag from the hills I'm not. Oh my and Spencer. god! Wow, I'm familiar with Spencer. I'm familiar. Spencer I'm familiar Matt. with Spencer, and I am familiar with Spencer's manager too, because because uh, yeah. we emailed him and uh oh, he was going <laughs> to come on the pod. Great, cast. and then and then what? And he said he was going. And then what happened? He just wasn't decided. He wasn't doing podcasts anymore. <laughs> no, it was and so then he funny. Like his it, own? <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. It was it was just kind of like one of those like very blunt responses where it's just like he's not doing podcasts and I'm just like oh Jesus Christ okay like what is just, he doing filming himself with birds on his head on Instagram <laughs> yeah it was just one of the things like, like like just please just say he's busy not just like he, the concept that you're offering he doesn't do that in general but anyways That's if you it. change your mind Spencer we'd love to have you. Yeah, of course, Spencer. Of course, I know you're listening to this. I I know you don't do podcasts, but you listen to podcasts. I think many of us, we just like sort of uniformly hated him. But now he's like (laughs) kind of great, I think. Right? Isn't he? He he had a whole little turnaround. I think, yeah. I think he's, I think he's fine. Also, who expected that he and Heidi would ever stay? I mean, it's insane to think that they're still married. But they seem... Pretty happy. I mean, two kids. Yeah, two she's, kids. I think. I think two kids now. She's bringing back her singing career. God bless. Is she. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. I'm happy for her with that. <laughs> I really am. I like. I want them to Me succeed too. because we they were dragged to hell. Like, and I mean, Spencer was deserved, but Heidi, I think, yeah. was just sort of swept she, up off to sea a little bit with that. Yes, I'm glad that they're still together and happy because otherwise, he did ruin her life. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. She could have had a normal life. <laughs> and then spent Oh my god. But to answer your question about what happened season one, I believe, yes, all the seniors graduated and then Kristen sort of took the torch for season two of being the new narrator main character. And then it hmm. sort of revolved more around her friends, like Jessica had a bigger oh, role. Much bigger role. Darkness and there. We get introduced to Jason, and oh I think that was like one of the main plot points of season two, the Jessica Jason love triangle of it all with Lauren. And I think he's doing well now, right? Like, I think he's like an addiction yes. counselor or something, but he had, that was a, they had a very toxic early, I mean, they're in high school, yeah. so, but like he had a, yeah, he had a, rough, after. Yeah. a rough couple chapters of his life. 
yeah yeah he had a a dark a dark time and then i did watch season three did you watch season three sarah so i was confused this morning when i was watching the first two episodes because i went to netflix and it said like 15 episodes and i was like oh great episode one and this fucking lady popped up on screen and was like hey i'm tessa blah 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 and then i saw jessica and i was like wait a second did i live in a fever dream is this how season one began because it was the only season available and i watched like the first two minutes and I was so perplexed because I was like some of this seems familiar but it really isn't and then I realized that goddamn Netflix has season three but not one and two so then only I had to season three stream yeah. around and it's find a it. damn crime yeah I the same exact thing happened to me and I was like why why would they do that ever why would they why would you it buy truly, three it truly makes no sense yeah because I'm just like who's who's out there like mm, yeah, would love to begin with season three. This is I'm a I'm a big psycho, and this I bet is, this MTV is... sold it to them for cheap. <laughs> they were like, "You can yeah. have season three, but we have exclusive yeah. rights right. to one and two because that's, that's what true. people actually want to watch." Yeah, I feel like this is also like what Netflix is now. They're just like, just fucking add it. Who cares? We have space. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like some, like there are some shows on Netflix that I swear to God, I'm like, this is AI. Like, this is not a real show. It might be. Right? Like, you see the name of it, and you're just like, if I click on this, will something happen to me? Because I don't think this is real. So I have a question. So your show focuses on, like, uh, early 2000s, right? Do you ever expand out of that? Because I would be curious for your thoughts on, like, first season of Love is Blind, for example. Ooh, I would do that. Yeah. I think that would be very interesting. We've because, so far we've we've expanded like into like 2014 is as okay, late as so we've we're gone. Not there yet. Okay. But I'm so excited for the new season of Love is Blind and I will be watching it. So but I like maybe, I like maybe that, we will I like that as it. an idea because like I feel like Love is Blind season 1 now feels ancient. Yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah. 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 And also speaking of Love is Blind which is so funny to me is that now there is a version of it that is takes place in Sweden. Yeah, I tried watching oh. it. I couldn't. And, it. I... And, I'm, and I'm sorry. Like, uh, with all due respect to Swedish people, what is uh, blind about that? I'm like, oh, is the person behind the door blind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Canceled. Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> I tried watching it, and it was just very, like, bizarre because it was dubbed into English. So I was like, it was like in oh, Swedish, no. dubbed into English. And no, no, no. I've never, I was so confused. I was like, do they speak English? And it's just like, sounds weird coming I out of their mouth. Like, what's happening? I'm extremely also, like, isn't like, so weird. Isn't English like literally like a second language there or something? Do people speak it? I'm just like, do it in English then. Like, don't. But I guess no, for I it to be like more. I want to do it in English. I want it to be subtitled. I don't want them speaking English if they don't speak English. If they, if I want them to be comfortable and, you know whatever language they would like to speak. <laughs> I want them to speak English. <laughs> you know what? I mean, you are, you are officially okay. an American, Mohana. Okay. okay. They must speak is, English, is... otherwise they're scoring. <laughs> Don't they know? Cool. Doesn't everyone just know English anyway? Just... Yeah. The pot only has one. Okay, you know, oh, you know what? 
should be English. You know what, but though, speaking of that, like, so American That's what crime... I thought, too, when I watched Anatomy of a Fall. I was like, what the Wait, hell? don't tell me anything. Don't tell me anything. Don't tell me anything. Okay, okay, okay. This has nothing to do with the anatomy on the fall, but in the same in the same uh, context is uh, the uh, season two of American Crime Story. They do the uh, they do the Versace murder, and okay, so he's Italian and his family is Italian and everything. And there's a whole episode that takes place in Italy, (laughs) and instead of just like letting them speak Italian, which is their native language. And they have subtitles. Everyone in Italy, everyone there spoke English in an Italian accent, which was the funniest part of the show to me. Yeah. Like, even, like, people at stores and stuff like that. And I'm just like, (laughs) just speak Italian. Oh, my God. Wasn't it like that in the Gucci movie, too? The Gaga? Lady Gaga? Yes, yes, yes. It's just so, yeah, Adam Driver just did an accent, and Lady Gaga just did an Italian accent. I love and it. it's yeah. just hilarious to me. Like, why like, are these people, these bo- like Italians, speaking to each other in English and in, in an Italian accent? <laughs> exactly, but but also like that was in Italy, which was so funny to me. They were like the country speaks English in an Italian <laughs> accent. That's what Italy is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, I love it so much. <laughs> oh my God. This is actually Chernobyl, where they didn't use. Or were they British? I forget how they handled it. They were British. They were straight up British. But it was lauded. It was a great idea because it was like, instead of sort of play acting this thing that might take you out of it, let's have sort of our own, I mean, sort of our own little bubble, our own little universe, but one that felt still respectful, I think, to the story being told. It was an an interesting artistic choice. No, I agree 100%. Just kind of like, you know, if you want to do it in English, just do it in English. Just commit to that instead of just being like, well, add a weird little accent to it to make it. I'm like, this does not feel organic. Actually, now I have an idea. After Love is Blind, you guys should recap Chernobyl. (laughs) I think that would be great. Add it to the series. I mean, it does sort of fit. It is. It's a natural progression. It does. A natural progression. It does fit. And I mean, it it is as real as it gets. Very, but dramatic. Wait, I mean, s- truly. Speaking yeah. of current of current reality TV, just because we have you here, Sarah, I would love to know what are your thoughts on the new season so far of Vanderpump Rules? The highly anticipated. So I am behind a little because I was away and in Rhode Island, they don't have TV. So I haven't, right, of course. I haven't watched this week of anything. So I... I have the pleasure ahead of me before I record later of like, I need to catch up on, I guess VPR and BH in Miami. Whatever. So you've watched the first episode though. Yeah, And I saw some feedback about the second, which was like, Oh, we're stuck in this place now. I think it's going mm-hmm. to be, I think it's going to be a little bit of a difficult journey for them this season, because obviously what the cast is going to want to focus on is Scandaval. What I assume production is going to want them to focus on is Scandaval. But at this point we have, we've just been so overwhelmed for a period of months that you would think we would still want some of it. And maybe that's true, but we also want other stuff. But the, the, the sort of LOL here, it's kind of like the sick joke is maybe the karmic, you know, whatever term I could potentially use that would make sense is that this thing that we couldn't get enough of now we're saying we have too much. And 
Mm-hmm. Because it was so overwhelming, I don't know how you get to anything else, but I think that was also maybe the problem with Vanderpump Rules until this point. Like, the season prior to Scannaball wasn't terribly good, so now you had this season that no one will ever have again. What do you return back to? Right. And then how do you break the fourth? If, if, unless you break the fourth wall entirely, people should be fighting about Ariana, you know, becoming the queen of the world, and to me, rightly so, but I don't know what other universe they exist in except for the one created for them or maintained uh, for them by the media and us. Yeah. And I see why they were like, let's just keep rolling like as soon as possible and like track the actual fallout. 100%. But like just the, the disconnect now of like months and months having gone by where it's like not only that, but like we were following it all closely as it was happening. Like we knew through like, their podcasts and their social media, like what was all happening and like the news, like the news was covering it. <laughs> like, yeah, and we I, are yeah. not like, I wonder what was going on right. And like post scandal, like it's a little bit interesting to get the insights, I think into like, okay, this is why she doesn't want to leave the house, blah, 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 that kind of thing. But it is, I agree that like, I would like a B plot at some point well i also haven't watched the nick vial podcast yet with the toms oh, but i think that's gonna I, be a I shit sure show did. and i have sort of made a blood oath to ags that i will listen and unpack it but then i also feel a responsibility to listen to some of rachel to some of rachel's she already has a bunch of episodes out so that's probably gonna be tough to do so it's it's tough because like people are trying <laughs> to excuse sandoval's behavior now that's the new thing of like oh that's him at the door as well um now that's like the new thing of like how do we get around how do we get through this except to just like let him I don't know sit in his own insolence or something like how do you get around this thing if he won't admit that he's the devil and I don't know I don't know what you do with that with someone who's so um who's so unwilling to accept any kind of responsibility for fucking his partner of a decade's best friend in her bed while she's at her grandmother's funeral in Florida. Like we know Nick, who he is. Ugh. So if you pretend otherwise, I don't know how much good TV that is. I, I don't really know. Right. I'm not sure. Right. I mean, ugh, it would have been so much better if Raquel Rachel came back, I think, but yeah, he's but the I- villain. We're going to watch him as the villain. He was such an asshole on Nick Files podcast. It was oh, then I do want to watch kind it. Okay. of unbelievable. Like, yeah, I didn't watch it, but I listened to it. And like, it's just like any question that got asked of him, like, hey, like, so you say you've like done a lot of work on yourself or you say you've like learned. <laughs> Where is that? Like, what, 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 like, can you give one, one example of like something you've learned or. And he's like, well, what the fuck do you want from me, man? Like, I'm just like, can we stop talking about it? Like, no, that's why you are doing podcasts is to talk about it. I had Nick like, on AG during Scandal stuff and it, but obviously well prior to uh, his interview with the Toms. And I forget, I think we got into like the questions that he would ask. So I'm curious how Nick handled the interview because he definitely had a, a strong kind of narrative about what was going on during the height He's of the good. Sandoval. Okay, that's good. Because he really, He's really he, good. he held Sandoval accountable and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's also interesting when I have people from the reality TV world on AG, like Rachel Lindsay came on, Nick, you know, people from other shows. Because I don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I sort of don't have interest 
but I do want to get their thoughts as a bachelor, as a bachelorette about all of this stuff, because that's an interesting, maybe not breaking the fourth wall, but just additional layer of like, you also Mm -hmm. understand what it means to potentially be villainized or, you know, dragged by people on social unrelentingly, regardless of what the actual circumstances are. How does that impact your still potentially negative opinion of some of these people? You know, I think that's, that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Nick was the villain on his season for a while so he very much understands like the edit but like with sandoval it's like you're not getting a bad edit my dude yeah like, you're just maybe a bad it's your, guy it's your life right i mean and, and yeah we, i mean I, i'll never get over what he said about ariana's mental health and that was why he was fucking her good friend and not telling anybody because he was afraid of you know it, it was just he's an incredibly incredibly manipulative toxic man who i cover i went to his concert covered it for the daily beast it was one of the oh my god yes i remember weirdest nights of my entire life um <laughs> and i did ask to interview i was like is there any way i can get a little quick interview with him for this piece or whatever and they said no understandably honestly uh and then gave me a, a quote from him that was um dramatically unfortunate which i thought was honestly fantastic i was like this is perfect what was the quote i don't even remember you have to you have to read the piece Just like, the daily i will <laughs> like what is happening right now what happened to my show <laughs> this is <laughs> This is this is you guys speaking English in an American accent, and I still don't understand anything you're saying. Take me back to Chernobyl. Let's talk about something like lighter. literally, yeah, literally. Uh, th- these well, past five minutes has been my Chernobyl. So, oh my god, yeah. I'm so sorry. Speaking of so villains of shows, that does lead us to our final segment of the show, which is villain of the week, where. Our lives are obviously reality shows from the 2000s, and every reality show has a villain. So, Mahanid, who is your villain of the week today, this week? <laughs> my villain of the week is uh, my one of my neighbors. Which neighbor is it, you ask? No one knows. That is the mystery. But my, uh, the trash chute in my building has been off for the past two days. Oh. Because... According to a note, and this is honestly my favorite Uh-oh. thing that has been printed printed by our super. It said, hey guys, uh, please don't use the trash chute because some genius who lives here decided to put a pillow through the chute. That would be me. Honestly, that's something I would do. Yeah. And and then it said, <laughs> so please just put your know. trash downstairs. And, or, or even better... Help us figure out who put the pillow in the chute and just throw your trash in front of their door. Okay, or figure out how to get the pillow out of the chute, which I immediately have ideas. Like, put a bowling ball in the chute. Just something heavy. True. True. But they said that I love that your landlord immediately went to revenge instead of, like, solution. (laughs) Yeah, just go to a bowling alley and get a bowling ball. It's very easy to do. And steal the bowling ball and bring it back to your apartment building and then bowl down the chute. Or no, I'll, say, uh, I'll say this though. What else could we do? Some send like a small child through the chute. Yep. Also, that equally would clear it right up. Yeah. A flamethrower through the chute just mm. burn the, the See, thing. Yeah. A hose. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But you can got- you can also you can also tell that obviously it wasn't the landlord; it was a super, the person who does most of the work in the building, who's just so sick of right. everyone who lives here. Because right, the landlord, right. like you said, like would have had like a more like, "Hey, please, everyone, let's be respectful." The super is like, "I will fucking kill you if I know who you are." Yeah. <laughs> the oh, super is like, "I'm so pillow, sick." <laughs> it's honestly. It's honestly incredible. Like my the super in my building, honestly, is I love him. He's very aggressive. He will knock on your door and be like, "Did you throw this trash outside there? Can you? This oh is not God. the place for it. Go, go, take it off." Good for and him. And I and I love that for him. Yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah. Love that journey. Yeah, I'm jealous yeah, of a trash shoot. Yeah. That's fancy. You don't have a trash shoot? I mean, you have like your no. building is kind of like small. My building has like, like a lot of apartments and stuff. Three yeah. apartments in my building. Yeah, I don't have a trash. Yeah. Like, the second floor. Yeah. <laughs> Same. It's not. That's not. That's very fancy. No, so. it's the the shoot. Honestly, it's kind of like also though. It's uh, it is not helpful because in your mind, it's kind of like this black hole that you can throw anything in. So I understand that someone threw a mm-hmm. pillow because the second you put something in it, it's not your problem anymore. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, like I literally sometimes like I would not even throw like my trash. I was just like I'm just holding something like a coffee a cup or something. I'm like I don't want this anymore shoot and it just disappears can i ask one yeah. favor and hopefully you're ending yeah. this is it okay if i grab my computer charger so that this doesn't die yes okay, go for it yeah one second uno momento Do it. we'll just okay. we'll riff about trash shoots no I'll, I'll continue to think about the trash shoot yeah, yeah i truly I, yeah no i i do think that uh I do think if if you don't have a trash chute, your super or your landlord should allow you to burn the trash in front of your building. Well, yeah, there are other options. Well, my <laughs> my version of the trash chute that is like if I don't want something anymore and I just want it to go away is I just put it out. Like if I, it's if it's like too big to throw away in the trash or whatever, or I just put it on the curb. And then the next day it's gone. Either someone takes it who wants it, which is great. Or I don't know what happens. You know what? The the curb is, is I don't do that for the trash, but like whenever I move, it's so funny how that is everyone answer for furniture. Yeah. The curb. Someone will take it. <laughs> Literally, it's so funny because at times I'm like, I'm like, you know, deep inside, no one wants the shit, but if it's on the curb, yeah. it will disappear. But there is some power that will come and take it. Is it a person, or is it the, or is it the mayor personally comes take? It? I have <laughs> no idea. Mayor, LOL. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the job it, of the mayor. <laughs> maybe the NYPD. I don't know. They maybe use like a like a like I don't know. Do whatever with it. But if it's on the curb, I hope that it will disappear. Yeah. Love and it does. It always does. It's it there's nothing does. more embarrassing than putting like a piece of like furniture you don't want anymore on the curb, and then it it stays there for a few days, and you're like, "Fuck!" Now everyone oh my sees God. my undesirable chair. <laughs> no one wants it. Yeah. It's well, Hannah, who's who's your villain this week? Okay, my villain this week is the dry cleaners. And let me ask you, because getting things dry cleaned is something I maybe do like once a year. It's not part of my usual schedule. I do it pretty much like for my winter coat or winter coats because you can't put those in the laundry. Sometimes they get sweaty. And I was like, these are kind of stinking. Like I've been wearing them after the gym. I'm going to get my 
I'm going to get three coats dry cleaned. What would be your guess as to how much that would cost? Three what kind of coats. Um, like one that's like a, just a black like puffer coat, one that's like a teddy bear coat, and one that's just like a standard winter coat of fabric, like cotton. Ninety dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Ninety dollars. God. It's more is it if it's more than a hundred, it's kinda wild. It's gonna be more than it's ninety five. It was ninety five dollars. Oh, well, okay. look at your wow. ding, ding ding ding. Prices Sarah right wins. Home. I win. <laughs> you win <laughs> and wow. now because you guessed it right, you have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> what a prize. Okay, maybe I have been living in a dream world and the dry cleaner I was always going to before that just closed down was much cheaper than that. And I was like shook to my very core when she gave me that receipt. But how how many coats was it? Like, was it just one? Three. 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 And I would say the combined value of those coats is like... She told us literally. No, I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm not... uh, Spaced out. Wow, what a pleasure and thrill. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. But they're yeah, not like nice yeah. coats. Like these are coats that were like eighty bucks each, yeah, maybe. That's the worst. At... Yeah, that's the worst part. When the dry cleaning. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's more expensive than the coat <laughs> itself. Like, yeah. And I'm like, well fuck, never mind. I'll just breeze it. I've been there. <laughs> It's so funny, yeah, because at no this point idea. you can you can be you can be like, Oh my god, thank you so much for letting me know. Uh I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go grab something really quick out there <laughs> yeah. and then just leave. I'm like, you can fucking Run keep away. those. Yeah. I'm like to me, sell them to someone else, make more money. It was after I already committed to giving them to her and then she told me the price and receipt and I didn't wanna be like No. <laughs> I ran into and that. Like, yeah, I ran into that after BravoCon. I used a new dry cleaner because mine uh, unfortunately closed, and I just gave them everything that I brought with me to the West Coast, and mm-hmm. then it was a very, very unfortunate wake up call. Yeah, there is nothing. Yeah. Honest, truly, there is nothing worse. Like th- this is not just dry cleaning, but like there is nothing worse when you buy or purchase like like an item or a service or something where in your heart and in your mind you have so much confidence that you know how much it is gonna be. Yeah, I was. Off. I thought it would and be then, like forty five dollars, maybe. I was off by over a hundred. <laughs> and then you see, Ugh. and then you see, and then you see the receipt, and it just kind of like it kind of like alters your life. You're like, yeah. I am not the same as was the person I was before I saw this. Uh-huh. Yeah, one time, like last winter, my just my black zipper puffer winter coat that I got on sale at Century Twenty One for like seventy five dollars. The zipper broke, and so I went to a man like a cobbler or whatever who fixes zippers and it was like two hundred dollars or he quoted me something and i was like that makes no sense it's a zipper and it took him like three weeks to do it and he was like this is a big job and i was like all right whatever i'm so bad like what if i'll pay whatever anyone tells me to pay i can easily get scammed by people i'm a pushover but or alternatively, the person like guilt trips you about how shitty the thing is that you want to get fixed. Like I had an old right. like Louis Vuitton little thing and I brought it to a place in the Upper East Side that's like very well regarded. And he said like, this is disgusting. He was like, I don't <laughs> even want to put hands on it. I'm charging you a premium. Yeah. There's a fucking hole oh my God. in the bottom of it. Like you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. He was, I actually liked I'm him. Right. I liked him because he was very honest about how disgusted he was by how I take care of my bags. I was like, oh, I like you. 
<laughs> we can be friends. That is that is that is so funny. It was like even Louis hates this. FYI. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm trying to front. Absolutely, absolutely, I am. You're on a list, yeah. Well, Sarah, who's your villain this week? Well, I guess if I tell you this short story, a person could argue it might be me, but my villain is the male <laughs> because I do an annual Christmas card, which I am Jewish, and I just, I call it a Christmas. I don't know what, what do you want from me. You know, we're going through some trials right now. And yeah. it's a, uh, it's always Bravo themed. I send it to, you know, ag guests over the year and uh you know friends and fam and people who don't understand bravo and literally open it up and say this is <laughs> in an unknown language i do not ever want to learn um and i'm gonna put some of the blame on staples even though they are an ally and i love them so much and i get my cards printed with them and they're so wonderful genuinely i go into staples to their like print station and they're just everyone i've ever met at every staples location in new york city is like wonderful like they always mm -hmm. i just i love them so much but there was a little fuck up with the printing so they had to reprint it and it took a couple extra weeks and do i still tech it is now technically according to the calendar we use technically early to mid-february i still unfortunately have not mailed half of my <laughs> cards from wow. December, and every day oh, i no. think to myself today is the day today I'm, and I they're stamped I just have to put them in a mailbox bring them to the post office and I can't do it and I was thinking today I was like you know what I have a break in between recording Sarah you're walking but I now feel like I have to write on the bottom of this like genuinely on the back of the envelope pretend this was mailed in December because people expect to receive them and I didn't even put it on so I usually do a little unveiling on social this is this year's holiday card and this year's card is good. It's a good card. It's it's funny. good. I got mine. I got mine a while ago. I got it like in early January. Because so I, I was did mail. I mailed one of the early. Of I mailed a lot of them in December. People got, right. but I just didn't finish. And I still have so many of them. And and last year, because mm. people asked to receive them, so like yeah, I'll do like mailing and like beginning of the year or whatever but that's after the main mailing has been it's it's not good i but i feel i have to do it i have yes. to mail it i think the blessing here is that people do expect the usps to be terrible and delayed and you can fully blame this it on them, them even it's though it is not them. their fault this time i take responsibility when i fuck up <laughs> it's a terrible quality that i have but i really do it's but i just blame can't do it lewis to joy but i've gotten i've gotten postmaster i've gotten messages from people who are like hey i didn't get the car recently and i'm like i know it's going in the mail and then people are like can you just send me a photo of it because i would just love to see it so much and i'm like I won't do that. <laughs> People need to calm down, guys. You have been wished a happy holidays by Sarah. <laughs> and P.S. Somebody in Just this little believe it. Somebody in this little podcast recording was going to get a card, but never gave me oh. their mailing address, so is not on the list. So not to say that maybe this other person can be added to the villain category, but I'm not not saying that. I'm just saying. Merry Christmas. Well, he wouldn't fair, have appreciated it. He didn't understand fair, the I did, references. I did, I did see Hannah's card, and I uh, immediately no. regretted not sharing my address. Un well, no, I don't. You technically still have time, because I'm not mailing okay, you. Okay, sure. I literally, you know what? I, I'm Say it right now, out loud, on you the better, podcast. You better <laughs> message me your mailing address, otherwise I'm going to be upset. Because the other thing is, oh. like, when I don't get a mailing address, and I have to confirm, I have 200 people on this list, I have to confirm every single address before i send stuff 
do you know how big a task that is? And I do my own funny address label. Everything is everything is handcrafted. There's a sticker. There's an insert. What's the next holiday? It could technically be a St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, Valentine's Day. It could I be a Valentine's. Valentine's well, it won't make it by myself. Valentine's Day. It will not. <laughs> so we got to go to the next holiday. Wait, maybe because I do need to write something on the back of the envelope that acknowledges that this is insane. So maybe mm-hmm. I write just in time for Valentine's Day. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write just in time for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then it gets it like February twentieth. hundred percent. FYI, I did, I did, I did just send you my address, it's and not also a real I would not. Like I would not mind. Plus. I would not mind sharing my address on this podcast because I have been living in Bay Ridge, and if someone wants to dox me and come all the way to Bay Ridge, please be my guest. Oh no, that is so far. I cha- I challenge you. You know, like if someone <sighs> came all the way to Bay Ridge after like be- me being doxed and be like, you know what? I don't care. Shoot me, I guess. You've done the work. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. don't give someone an invitation to shoot you. I don't know that that's the well, best way to go. I think he did. Paperless post with like a bullet. Um, that is how Alma Haunted ends every episode. <laughs> shoot me. Thanks. Just inviting. You know what? That is also a comedy on NBC from the 90s. So you could watch Just Shoot Me. You David could do it is it that. is some reverse psychology because they're like if you want it yeah. then I'm not gonna do it you know <laughs> yeah oh uh, so it's really yeah. a protection mechanism yeah. that's it's, how it is a, it is guns is to say just shoot me because then they won't that's, that's how most they're Americans like, no. actually <laughs> hold off from shooting it's something we're actually yeah. really well known for is not shooting when we want to you know what you know what though it's so funny because like every TV show you watch it's always there's like this uh psycho who would be like pull the gun closer to them and be like shoot me right now and they never shoot because they're yeah. just like ew why are you being so weird about it yeah yeah and so if we can offer anyone visiting new york and p.s there was a tourist who was shot in times square <laughs> yesterday i know the first thing i saw when i yeah. woke up so if you want to yeah. offer anybody some advice, it sounds like your number one safety protocol is to say to a shooter holding a gun potentially directly at you, uh, just go ahead and do it. I think that's reverse great, psychology. Reverse psychology works every time. And if we Probably. are known for one thing in this country, it's being ahead of the curve. And so yeah. guys, do yourself yeah. a favor. And definitely when you, unfortunately, living in America next see a shooter, encourage them to do their job more effectively uh, and efficiently. Yeah. Reverse psychology always works, which is why I always end this podcast by saying do not leave us a good review. Do not subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon. That'll do the job. Don't do yes. it. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay. Love so that. Only do it if you're brave enough. <laughs> oh, God help us. Sarah, do you, do you want to plug plug yourself well first off i do want to say merry christmas to anybody listening this is <laughs> yes. still mid-december and it's a point of enormous pride I don't if anyone's know wondering if sarah has remembered and acknowledged them <laughs> for the holidays the answer is yes she has it's coming any day now and one day i will remember to post that that card on instagram it's it's i'm gonna tell you what it's not gonna be today um, although there is a photo I do want to, spoiler alert, uh, there, when I go down into my parents' cellar in their basement, they have all like the VHS tapes and there's one I've never, I have not moved this, is, is untouched, but it has like Sarah's birth in a VHS and directly below it, Schindler's List. And it makes me <laughs> laugh every time, every time I see that Schindler's List and directly below it. 
Too At least they didn't remarkable. record over one for the other. You know what? And they could. That happens with VHSs sometimes. Yeah. Who's oh, to God. say that there's not like a Beverly Hills 90210 directly on top of Sarah's birth? I mean, like if if a person could ever watch these things. Um, what was the question? I'm so sorry, Hannah. What was it? Follow Sarah. Follow me Listen to Instagram. Andy's Girls. Follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Listen to Andy's Girls, a podcast about the psychology behind the Real Housewives and other forms of TV. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, including this one. And uh, that's all I got. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Um, can't wait for you guys to open your cards in October. It's actually early if you think about it. It's early for 2024. Early. I'm exactly. ahead of the curve. And people mm-hmm. should remember that. I'm an iconoclast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the card actually does contain uh, accurate predictions about what will happen in the 2024 election. So look forward to that because does it? Oh, you're being serious. I was like, Sarah I knows. Know. She's I a yeah. sincere. And I do. it's not. I and it's not why you think. expect. There's a twist. <laughs> it's not what you think, <laughs> what you think uh, at <laughs> all. Um, it's not who you think. And uh, if I can give you a hint, think the Kennedy family. Oh my all right, God. Merry Christmas, everyone, from all of us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry all. Christmas. All and see talk. you next week. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.